Okay, universe. Perhaps this speaks more than anything else to how sick I am, but I fucked up my upload on Thursday night and loaded the wrong file. So here it is Sunday. I've realized that I did this. I don't even know that I... Like, I've made a huge mistake, because what I'm going to upload, I have to chop something else apart to get in front. Yeah, I don't even... Uh, this... So how sick do you think I am that it took 416 episodes before I ran into this uniquely stupid maneuver? Well, how sick do you think I am? I don't sound as sick as I did four hours ago, do I? It's because I'm eating that ibuprofen. I got to admit, my dad's a fucking wizard. I don't even know why I call... Well, no, I do know why I call my mom. I call my mom because she picks up. And I... Call my dad. He's probably busy talking to Alexa. Look at that. Uh, I thought it was later, but that's all right. Right, Kitty? Right. Right. So, <clears throat> I feel like I got some explaining to do here. And I'm glad to get it in on this day so that I don't have to let this extend another day. And that is my 20th century comedian entertainers. I'm sorry, 21st century comedian entertainers, Mount Rushmore was a failure because I too quickly elevated the team that created Archer into a position they don't deserve over Dan Harmon. With both community and Rick and Morty on your resume, I, I'll admit Archer is genius, but that's too much That's too much to overcome until you've done more with what you've got, Mr. Reed. But I'm not saying you haven't done a phenomenal job with the project in hand. And it's about to end, and I'm sure it'll end in a way that may make it my favorite cartoon television of all time. But Rick and Morty is the most ingenious TV uh, in the comedic vein of the 21st century. Enough that it puts Dan Harmon in the conversation as to whether or not they've he's he's as influential and as uh, creatively inspired as Parker and Stone. And this is all without taking the three seasons of the Dave Chappelle show into account as its own worthy stand here. But he's already on the Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedy, so how do you... Can you put him up there for just three seasons of the Chappelle show? You almost can. But I, I argue that just creates too crowded of a plateau. Because it's hard to take Seth MacFarlane off. He did... My family guy is almost enough. But the Cleveland show, uh, American Dad, the Orvilles, or Orville, or whatever that space thing is. I haven't even watched but six or seven of those. And plus he did Ted, Ted 2. That's uh, a lot. Um, and then, if you don't think Mike Judge with Beavis and Butthead, which frankly was maybe the first real commercial success for animation after The Simpsons? What else would be in there? I must be forgetting something. But Beavis and Butthead was enormous. It was enormous. And culturally influential. So it's hard to... And then when you throw in office space and idiocracy and... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Mike Judge, I'm forgetting what your current season, or what your current contribution is. Oh, uh, Silicon Valley? Uh, there's a lot there. <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking lot there. And that's not even, I haven't even talked about King of the Hill. So, Mike Judge seems like he deserves his place there for the quality and extension of material that he has produced. Um, and he's had some forays that misfired that, I can't remember what the liberal show was called. It's called, like, and I never watched uh, the one about the food ingredients or something. I mean, I, I'm a little not fully indexed on Mike Judge. But I've seen most of his stuff, and most of his stuff is, is award-worthy. And I feel like there's no reason to explain what Matt Parker and Trace... <laughs> i got to stop calling him that. What Matt Stone and Trey Parker have done. I mean, everything they've done to me is, is borderline genius. And most of it is. So, they're as good as... They and Dave Chappelle, to me, are, are easily chiseled into the top of the mountain. 
But you got to look at Dan Harmon and what he's doing and think, okay, he could he could easily come off as the most influential of all time if he keeps up his his various project arcs. And if Dan Reed does something after Archer that's even better, well, then he's in the conversation. And if some other version of the Chappelle show shows up, Dave Chappelle wants to be on both Mount Rushmore's, well, fuck, man. Why would you deny Dave Chappelle the opportunity to do that? He's certainly capable. <laughs> all right. Is it midnight? No. But it will be in two minutes. So, should we just pet the pussy? Don't drool. We don't want wet pussy. Good kid. I mean, I don't know what I was saying about not one. Oh, oh, wait, is that recording? Pause. Okay, unpause. Um, obviously, I knew I was recording and that joke was lame, so I apologize for it. There's no reason to make jokes about wet pussy. The jokes are all about dry pussy. Pause. Okay, so last thought of the night before I go off to dream about malls that are under uh, attack from some mass shooting uh, wannabe famous crew. Does that describe my last dream? No, probably not. But anyway, before I start dreaming of incidents in which there are guns, well... It's very readily believable, and frankly, unbelievable if this situation is not true for you, to hold opinions that are 50.1, 49.9. Like, you understand there are very good arguments against what you are stating as your take on the issue, but that take on the issue is still just far enough in favor of your composition to put you there. Meaning, if something not very drastic were to occur, you might be flipped to the other side. You're close, but you're not there now. Something changes slightly, you could get there easily. And that's not where I sit with guns. <laughs> with guns, I believe that... Kitty, are you seriously going to sit on the fucking phone right now you need you need not to do that um with guns i very much believe i would never own one in my entire life i never and i still don't want one even though i see the glimmer of an argument as to where i might be in a position to wish i had one i still think i'd rather wish i had one but not be able to acquire one I think I'd live easier with that than to have one and use it in a situation where maybe it didn't need to be used. I don't know if my moral soul can walk off that incident and be clean enough to get out of Earth. So, am I a pacifist to the point that I will let myself get shot in a situation where having a gun would have kept me safe? Maybe. But, if I'm any other way, I risk a whole if I'm any other way, I risk a whole lockdown here on planet Earth. You gotta be true to who you are. And one thing I am is not somebody here to use guns. Pause. Hey, universe! I got the Samsung Galaxy S4 working again. Booyah! Yeah! So... That means the cat only really cost me, and it's not that my laptop doesn't still function, it's the, she cracked the screen. And that's lame, but, you know, she's using the litter box, so we're not going to complain about her at the moment. Good kitty. Uh, it is, hello, 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 sorry for wasting a half hour, uh, I'm sorry, 
half a minute of your time. Um, it's 12.01. No, it's 12.01. 12 so it's the PM here on the Thursday, November the 30th in the year after love was left on the cutting room floor. Uh, yeah. The year after that became the year that we no longer decided to judge anything based on Trump's sanity. It was also, I think, if we were going to go with the year of... Wasn't this going to be the year of Goji OG? It might be the year of Goji OG if you go all the way back to January. I might have declared it something like that right at the beginning. Or the year of Blue Dream. Could have been the year of Blue Dream, right, Kitty? Or Durban Poison? Whatever. Whatever it is, I know it's not the 2000 feet... Uh, 2023rd uh, year of anything. So why we call it 2023? I really don't know. Some guy named Christ has something to do with it. People will tell you and I'll say, prove to me there was a Christ. And then I'll say, am I Christ? Is Jimmy Corsetti Christ? Although my initials are JC. So is Julius Caesar. So is Johnny Carson. I don't know. I just don't have... Nearly enough weed in my system. So let's fix that and get back on track. Pause. Well, let's open with some uh, high... Uh, high? Let's open with some of my recommendations for any audience member silly enough to plug into this palaver. And uh, if you do, you certainly should do so with an uptick in speed. Uh, I know that some people think listening to something at 1.75 or 1.5 is uh, too fast to uh, retain or understand the actual content. Not with me. Not with me. It just makes me sound conversational. So if you get to 2.0, well, maybe that's too fast for you, but it's not too fast for me, and it's not too fast for most people. And then you can push yourself to 2.5, and from there, the sky's the limit. But listening to me at 1.0... It's just taking time away from yourself that you could be doing so much better and more productive things. Listening to me at all is a mistake, for the most part. And I say for the most part because I've had some genuinely connective moments via this conversation. And when those moments have occurred, I think they've been genuinely connective for the person receiving um, the uh, synchronicity with me as much or more than what I'm getting in return. In other words, I'm pretty stable with who I am. I pretty much love myself. When I see someone else start to understand that they hadn't had that much capacity to love themselves until they realized that they could forgive themselves across time and space for anything that there's nothing they can do about it anyway, those are the messages that mean something to me. And I'm not... uh, I, I give out my... Email at, have I given it out this season? I give my email address out twice a season. So I'll do it right here, which is heideggersgoldfish at gmail.com. And I only give it out because there are people who want to contact me who don't know that you can do that just by going into the RSS feed data and finding my email address. Which is why I only give it out twice a season, because if you really want to find out who owns this podcast, it's pretty easy to do. So I figure if you're not that interested in what I'm saying to go connect with that much uh, research, well, then what are you listening for? And why would you want to contact me? Seriously. Secondly, if you're a person who has no idea any of those things exist, like my mother, fair enough. I agree with you. I should provide my email address twice a season for people who listen diligently, want to contact me, but don't know how. Well... That's out. Another question I get all the time. Well, no, let's knock off the other things you have to put up with. You have to put up with my swearing and my drug use. My drug talk, my um, bloody cat. If you want to know the whole saga of the cat, it goes back a long way to her having been shot. So, we are dealing with a cat who has persisted in life beyond capacity. And is now at the end of that chain. So, there's a lot of sympathy to be had for her. And we just want to see her die in dignity. Because she's earned that times a hundred. But, when I speak of the consternation we've caused each other, it's legit. On both sides. So, I don't need judgment about my cat. 
Go back and listen to anything that I've said about anything in the world. I constantly give love to every animal I have. Had I the entire year to do over, she would have been put down in February. But that was a time of the year when I really wasn't in the mood to put down my cat. That was the first moment when I thought I need to do it. And then she recovered quite a bit all the way through to May and has had a setback this summer that is now the ultimate setback. So there's the story on the cat. The dog got put down in August and I miss her daily. I don't know how much longer I can go without a dog. A dog in my life is almost necessary. And I am somewhat unmoored without one. So while a cat's good for catching a mice, that's really all they're good for in my life. Whereas a dog, in some ways, well, they're not... I've certainly loved dogs and had better relationships with my dogs than many women in my life. And that's not something against women. That is speaking toward my emotional stuntedness. However, talking about my emotional stuntedness, we will not today. And to be fair, that is not who I am now. What I used to be and who I am now are so conflicting in certain capacities. I don't know how to go visit myself in the past that used to make those decisions because that person doesn't make sense to me. But I know those actions exist, so that person isn't uh, let off the hook for being out of touch with himself because he's so fucking advanced now. Nothing of the kind. No. That's who I am. All of it. I take accountability up and down. So what's interesting is how you go back to try to connect to how you got to certain places in life and you just don't know how you do it. just is impossible now. You're, you, you evolve to become something other than you used to be. And once you've done that, the disconnect from who you used to be is valid. It's real. And it takes a couple life cycles to see this. I think. Pause. All right. And in my attempt to constantly be a good influence on the universe, I did manage to get my mom up and out of the house on a 40-degree day, no less. But it is sunny, which is critical here in Denver. When it's sunny, man, the days are just worth it. But uh, I got her out of the house, got her down to the lake, which is a two-and-a-half block walk. She would say three. She would say four. But whatever, four-block walk there and back. Didn't get her around the lake, but got her up and down both sides a little bit. So add another block. We've gone five blocks now, so a 10-block walk total for an 81-year-old woman. Booyah. And she hadn't been out of the house, I don't think, on a walk that long for a month or more, maybe two. So I will, I will not let the people I care about become sedentary at a time when that's not a necessary option. It is a choice. Just maintaining a small, basic level of health gives your whole attitude toward the world more validity. You'll have better thoughts. You'll have better goals. You'll have better brainstorming. (laughs) I don't know how to put it. You'll live a better life if you see yourself at a better potential than handicapped. And by handicapped, I really do mean in the sense that you are uh, retarding yourself from your full potential by underestimating your ability to go engage with the world in the capacity you're always used to. When people start to tell you you should be slowing down, that will cause you to slow down. When people tell you you have no reason to think to slow down, you will get up off the couch. So, I know I speak in a very assume what works for me will work for you kind of manner, but this one works for everybody. This is a base level enhancement of life. Stay in remotely, moderately, to average to above average physical condition for yourself. You'll love yourself more. You cannot love yourself fully if you can't do things physically that are fully engaging the world in your capacity to be that life of you just are, you're not even thinking. The whole world's just happening. I don't know. It's, it's there to be had. But 
You got to go out and grab it somewhat. You got to believe in yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to do all these things because anything else is a diminishing of yourself. Anything else is accepting the second best version of yourself. And do you need to be in marathon shape? I don't know. Maybe. But to do that, you have to compromise other parts of your life. Being in stable physical condition, the kind that can run from the meat department all the way across the street to 7-Eleven to get cash, all the way back to the meat department to grab that cash clearance clams that are on sale without losing their breath. Well, yeah, you're a human. You're built for that. That's about a, let's assume, 500 yards there and back, 1,000-yard run. Can't run a thousand yards without losing your breath? Uh, you're underachieving in your humanity. And that's the fucking truth. Now, <clears throat> are there people who shouldn't be, uh, hand, should not be corralled into that as a physical standard? Well, yeah, of course. There's exceptions across the board. But for the most part, 98% of us should be able to run a thousand yards, stop, turn around and not go, <laughs> that shouldn't be where you're at. And if you can't even get to the thousand yards, well then, again, you're underachieving your own humanity. You are a human entity. There is not a dog alive that doesn't know that in its full robust dogness, it needs to be able to chase down the goddamn Frisbee that a human can throw at 75 feet. So can every dog sprint 75 feet? Yep. Every one of them. Every fucking one of them. Even basset hounds. That's their dogness. Your humanness is a hundred yard run. A thousand yard run, pardon me. I was like, a hundred yards? Fuck man, my mom could run a hundred yards. Well, no. But she's 81. And she could probably run 10 yards. Well, I wouldn't even say that. My mom, at 81, is robustly healthy. But because everyone at 81 believes this is the declination of my physical, they start to expect less and less of themselves. That's fine. I'm just going to continue to offer, on every single occasion that I can, the opportunity today to go out and get a little bit more than you've been getting. And I'll be ready to back you up and join in and make sure that we don't do anything overexerting or anything that doesn't make you feel good. That's all I do. That's really all I do. So having gotten that done today, that means I've been useful in the universe by being kind, understanding, and I didn't even need to be forgiving. But I have to be forgiving to the cat. I've been forgiving to the cat. She's attacking her wound right now. Kitty. Really? Good girl. Good kitty. Good kitty. Um, yeah. It's re-updated. I mentioned that. So I've already partaken in the shark bite. But the next one, Clementine Pie Wax from Cushmasters. Ooh, yeah, baby. But that's not to say that I'm not looking forward to Bruce Banner the most. Hello, Bruce. And Pepe the Bruce. Who cares? It's a Cushmasters. That one might be the best of all. But that's the true wild card in the group. I do enjoy this jet fuel. It's not very cerebrally um, explosive. Like, there's not a lot of connection going on, but there's an energy to it. Like, there's a pace to it. You're almost, mm, like, when you're on target in class and you're learning something and, and, it's, and it's making sense, and the next thing makes sense, and the next thing makes sense. You don't get weed like that very often where everything's starting to roll into a logical sequence. But I'll give Jeff Fuel that. So far, that's been somewhat my experience. Of course, when I re-listen to this, and the last statement is by far the funniest thing I've said in a month, well, I'm able to laugh at myself, so that I will pause. Okay, I'm tempted to do the Pepe Le Bruce instead of Clementine Pie, but I... Uh, yeah, okay, Clementine Pie. Wait, which one has more THC? Ooh, Clementine... Oh, Pepe Le Bruce. Pepe Le Bruce. Which one has more THCA? Cannabinoids? Oh, fuck, it's all Pepe the Bruce. Pepe the Bruce it is. Pause. Oh, and this is by no means 
and understanding by no means the way you should be judging your weed. I was just using it as the wild card. As a matter of fact, the way you should be judging your weed, and let's go ahead and judge it because as I open that, it's a fairly, um, I'm going to call that khaki brown. And, oh, this must be the Bruce Banner for fuck's sake. No, this is the pie. Okay, we're doing the pie. Um, if you want to know how to select concentrates, go with the one with the more honey hue. Anything golden and um, it, literally, you want amber. Anything in that profile or light, you want lighter. You don't want dark. Dark means contaminants. Lighter means pure. But too light means uh, means like blonde, trip, like uh, too, well, too light can be phenomenal or a waste of your money. So you got to know what you're doing there. But if you just stick around the ambers, the honeys, the butters that look like peanut butter, the butters that look like, uh, what, a butterfinger, that kind of hue, or anything up to, say, uh, uh, banana pudding or uh, Cliff Bar interior, that kind of shit, all those are fine. And frankly, because the Clementine pie is exactly Cliff Bar interior uh, and the... Uh, Pepe Le Bruce looks more like, um, I'm going to call that, uh, what am I going to call that? How about, um, pumpkin seed hue? That's a fucking close call, by the way. I really thought about that one, so you're welcome. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's time for a bong hit. And again, let's be clear, again, this was one of those where I wanted to at least... Try to tell you what I'm up to. So when I go take this wax, which is from Cushmasters, and it's in the consistency of uh, about a Butterfinger, it's not quite that crisp, but it's got some uh, some uh, hef or some constancy to it. So if I get a little bit off, which is the size of say um, a baby aspirin about something that size or smaller, but not much smaller. That's a big hit if you get a full baby aspirin, but that's about what I'm doing here, so I'm not I'm not judging. Um, <clears throat> if, if you get that onto a piece of titanium, you then light another piece of titanium until it glows red hot, at which point you apply this material, which is concentrated THC and other cannabinoids stripped from cannabis via various extraction methods, and then gathered into potent, very potent concentrates. So what you're getting here is three or four bong hits, as it were, um, at a time. And if you move from, uh, from uh, flour over to concentrates, the first jump is extraordinary. You didn't know you could get that high. But the weird thing about concentrates is eventually your THC levels kind of plateau, and you get about as high as you get on green. In fact, you can find yourself getting higher on green even while you're a concentrate-infused person because green will have more of the cannabinoids that get lost in the uh, extraction methods, depending on how much you're willing to pay. A lot of those can get lost, or very few of them can get lost, but some get lost no matter what compared to just grabbing the plant and smoking it. Now, grabbing the plant and smoking it has its own downside because in that method, you're doing worse your lungs than in any other method, in my own personal opinion, from my own experience, and from a lot of chatter among a lot of stoners. Lastly, if you eat your cannabis, I can't say much to you, because that is the one place that I have refrained from going, because for me, I have a very addictive personality, and eating cannabis seems like the kind of thing I could start eating bags of cannabis. So I figure at least if I have to keep my uh, inhalation methods in some level of complexity, which they've always been my whole life. This isn't new to me. This is what weed's always been. So if I want to smoke out in public, I now can do it with a vaporizer, which admittedly is the shittiest way to smoke weed by far, bar none, except high-end vape cartridges now are legit at least to get you high. But still, it's... It's the least, it's the least pleasurable experience. Though potency has has certainly caught up to what other methods of inhalation provide. 
But for potency, edibles can be considered as, as high on the chart as anything else. So if I were to graduate to edibles, I also know that I'd, I'd probably feel that initial, oh my God, I haven't been this high ever, plateau. Then I'd have to kick back down to flower and over to concentrate. So because I can use concentrates and green as enough of a swapping back and forth that I remain high but not too high to be productive, well, that rhythm is perfect for me. As I've said many a time, and written even, weed doesn't need to get better anymore. It needs to get less uh, wide open. There need to be there needs to be more. Uh, um, <laughs> there needs to be more consistency in the product. And I'm not saying you're not getting higher than you've ever gotten in your life. You are, but it's it's now at a point where it's ready to become a mature market instead of the wild west. And I would say that's a criticism probably 50% or more of current smokers have, at least if you've smoked a decade or more. If you're new to the scene, I'm sure it's just as fun as it's always been. But even then, the number of plant varietals is obscene and ludicrous and stupid. So if we could hone in on the strains that have purpose and provide return and are consistent, well, this market could become the one plateau higher than where it is right now for me. Because where it is right now doesn't need to change. One thing in my life I can say has always gotten better is weed. And it's now at the best it's ever been. At a place so much better than I ever thought it would be, that to think of it getting even better is just greedy. I don't need that. I got other places I'd like to spend my karma points. I'll let weed just stay right where it is. And it can... You can name weed everything from sourdough bread to laptop cat blood. I don't care. I'll still smoke it because it's the best weed in the fucking world right now. Mm. Mm. Hello, weed. I love, do I love weed more than anything else on this planet? Other than, say, my nuclear family and myself. I love weed more than my cat. Hi, kitty. Oh, she's going up to nine lives right now. Good girl, good girl. Eat that up. Um, I love weed. Do I love weed more than smothered green chili burritos, beef and cheese? Yes, I do. All right. I might love weed the most of everything on this planet other than a few people. About six of them. So, yeah. Yeah. Why, why would I want it to get any better? Just stay the perfect counterpoint to my existence that you've always been. Love you, weed. Pause. Okay, so I just got more excited about the clementine pie. I assumed this was clementine and cherry pie. This is clementine and wedding pie. Wedding pie is a rare one. It's wedding cake mixed with cherry pie. Again, I know. You see what I'm saying, though? How stupid is that? This is actually the ascension of weed hierarchy that I know. I know this part. Because wedding pie is one of those weeds on my list of weeds to get a hold of. Along with jealousy and uh, oh, there's a third one on there. But anyway, wedding pie and clementine and clementine's top five like current uh, market favorites. Like you go anywhere and look in their connoisseur shelves, you'll see clementine. Oh, yeah, but Wow. I wonder if I could uh, use that phrase without Hanna-Barbera infringement since it's not even about Fred Flintstone. It's about a completely different... Uh, that hits good. That... Okay. There... The first hit you take off of any new concentrate has the potential to just smack your face forward. And it does, a, whatever cannabinoids are in this particular and unique grow mix can be something you experience once in your life. I think that's one of the reasons weed is such a great lifelong drug. Because even sour diesel grows enough of a profile variance that it's never, uh, it's never something you can't enjoy. 
If all you ever had was sour diesel the rest of your life, you'd be fine. If all you had was granddaddy purse the rest of your life, you'd be fine. I mean, there's no losing uh, the capacity that they provide. But because each provides its own unique thing, the first hit you take of sour diesel, if all you've been smoking is granddaddy purse, is going to give you a completely new sensation. Just like that one did. So, while I enjoy this little stoner moment, uh, I'm going to go get something to drink. Right back. Okay, so, I haven't... Well, hang on a second. To be honest, that is having me, uh, like, I'm calming down. I even I even feel like my heart rate's uh, reducing. The Bruce Banner looks phenomenal, by the way. That's, that is one of my top five favorite weeds. It is as consistent as anything in terms of giving creative boost. It's up there with Golden Goat, Blue Dream, um, Super Lemon Haze. Um, I'm leaving many off the list, but those for sure. Um, be right back. All right. Um, sorry, 1239, because I've been dicking around with the pause button. Getting high and shit. And I still want to get through all of this notebook so that I can basically throw it away. And that means we got to go to page two, which has, it looks like about seven notes on it. Hopefully some of these I've talked about. All right. Uh, the fuck yeahs of poverty. Okay. There are some good things about being uh, dirt poor. And I, I'm dirt poor because, I mean, I have $2,000 to my name. I don't even have that much. Probably have 1900 So, but, I mean, I, <laughs> one, I, I don't, I don't think money is going to be, um, relevant soon and two and that's just me being fucking nutty i get it I, and i pray for the stable economy of all nations from here to the end of time because the instability of economies across all nations will be the sort of worldwide instability that will cause massive sorrow so i'm in no um way rooting for certain outcomes i just have played my cards close to um, the intuitions my life has set forth. So, if I've made the wrong bets, I'm going to be foolishly uh, asking if I can wrap that for you at the age of 104 as I work at the Walmart greeting counter. I, I get what I'm proposing myself as the downside. So, I'm realistic. But, um, the fuck yeahs of poverty are... One, your subsistence is down to literally um, pennies and, and nickels. So you know exactly where every dollar is going to go. You know exactly how it's going to be spent. And if you're okay with minimalism, which I am, well, then you start to l learn how little you need to really live on, which isn't much. So then once you learn, okay, I can, I can literally get by personally on about 400 bucks a month. And then I have to pay my bills, and then I have to take care of whatever emergencies can happen, and then I have to be able to manage my pet. So, all of that for everybody else can be as much as having a million dollars in the bank. But realistically, that means I need to be able to fix things like disposers when they go down, or dryers when they won't dry, or... Uh, or uh, furnaces when they won't ignite. I mean, you learn to be more industrious for yourself. And that's one of the fuck yeahs of being poor. You're smarter. You're, you just, you, you don't have the luxury of letting other people do work that you can do yourself. <clears throat> and one more fuck yeah of being poor is money doesn't consume you. I mean, you have to embrace being poor, I guess, because most people don't. I do. <laughs> All right. If you embrace being poor, then money no longer consumes you other than what you need. I never think about, I mean, I do think about what I need to say, go to Cambodia so that I can see Angkor Wat. And that's like, what, a five $7,000 nut? But that is a completely different um, set of 
goal recognition than what I need just to get by and occasionally deal with an emergency. And what would an emergency be? Uh, uh, somebody, um, one of my trees has a limb come down and, and snap the electrical in line to the house. All of a sudden now I owe some electrician 2,800 bucks or whatever, right? Like if those things were to happen to me, I'd be in scramble mode right now. So where I'm failing myself is not by having a $4,000 cushion of money in the bank that I don't even touch. I'll just give it to my sister and say, this is in case I call you and say, hey, uh, I just had this tree branch come down. And, well, do you know any good electricians? So knowing that could happen, I'm in a position of um, a poor minus. I need to, uh, my reserve tanks are too low. But again, I think 2024 is a year of a lot of reckoning. So if in 2025, I still find myself in a very similar position to the one I'm in right now, then believe me, I'll be building treasury boxes all over the fucking place. And I've got all kinds of access to ways to make finances come to fruition. So I'm not worried. Of, and this isn't like a cloaked way of saying I'm going to sell some fucking meth, make some fucking money. No, no. I have plenty of ways to become financially... Uh, motivated but if I don't need to then no fucking way no fucking way so um, anyway I embrace poverty most people don't uh, am I disappointed fuck I don't know what that note even says it's something about my, uh, I don't know what it is whatever it is that I'm disappointed in no <laughs> fuck it who cares you might be a, a redneck. Oh, so the phrase you might be a redneck is worth $1 billion, or at least that's the income it's generated. And one of the reasons I don't want to be on the stand-up stage is the fear of stumbling into something as mind-numbingly simplistic as you might be a redneck. Because uh, getting her done... And that kind of shit. I'm not up for, you know, just get no respect. I, I couldn't, I couldn't fall into character comedy, even if the money was fucking a billion goddamn dollars. It's a soul wrecker. And saying no to a billion dollars is almost impossible, even for me. So, with the idea that it could happen, no, that's another reason not to get up there, because. My life means more to me than it selling itself out. And I'm not in any way saying Jeff Foxworthy is not a talented and deserving comedian for all of the respect and admiration that he does, that he has achieved. I think Jeff Foxworthy is hilarious. And I think even Jeff Foxworthy, if he had his life to do all over again, would at least have to give 1% consideration to never, ever uttering the words, you might be a redneck. I'm just guessing. It could be wrong. Maybe maybe it's only one one-thousandth of him. Or maybe it's 45% of him. Or maybe it's 99% of him. But I know there's some little part of him at least, if not even the majority of him, that would do it all over again without that phrase ever leaving his mouth. Uh, uh, okay. I don't even understand this comment, but I guess I'll say it. For those who don't know what ingratiate means, it means trying to get laid. I don't know why I wrote that. I really don't. I don't know if I was making fun of somebody. These are old notes. So I really don't know what, what they reference in some cases. Here, this is when the mofo who really was in the Corey Good fantasy camp military unit comes to confess he's going to have more substantive foundational proof than... Hazy recollections of pedantic sci-fi material repurposed to maneuver around all attempts to verify or debunk. That routine is the same and is always the con. Why do we fall for the same fucking lies? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't understand why people don't see them so blatantly. Like all this shit in the Middle East, all the lies about what we're doing there, why we're... I mean, it's all been strategically set up and manipulated to fall into line exactly as it's going down. 
you either see that or I guess you don't. But okay, shenanigans when it comes to to NASA and other beings from another planet. Be very cautious of that shit. Just watch out. It's still way, 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 way more likely that beings, even of a mystical alien nature, would be centered somehow around us here on Earth. It makes more sense that they're ancients who don't want to fuck with the monkeys. Just be cautious of all of it. Just all of it. All right, why do we want to be babysat? <laughs> yeah, what is what is the whole concept of the Savior even about? Somebody coming down to fix shit for us because we're too incompetent to get it done by ourselves? That makes me feel weak. As a human, that's the most embarrassing thing about us, that we're looking for a Savior. I admit, I am the Messiah. I am the Savior. But y'all don't need me. Do it for yourselves. All right, standards of education are at historic lows here in America. That's true. Could it be that we need to? And then I left it blank. <laughs> so I have no idea how to fix the historic lows and the downward trending of American uh, knowledge base. We're dumb. We are fucking dumb. We can't do anything on our own without a fucking phone. If your phone was, was gone, what would you not be able to do? Most everything. That's embarrassing. So, if I want to give you something that will make you feel good about yourself, learn a skill. Here's an easy one. Here is a really easy one. Go learn to tie five useful knots. And I mean knots, K-N-O-T-S, like with rope. And if you don't have rope, use yarn. If you don't have yarn, use rope. If you don't have rope, go buy some. Five feet of rope at... Home Depot will cost you seven bucks. Learning how to tie useful knots is the kind of thing that if you're ever in a situation where there is no electricity, you're going to want to know how to tie some knots. I promise you, this is useful and, and always applicable knowledge. That's just one. That's just one. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But the idea that you are dependent on a source of knowledge outside your brain to connect? Think about it. That's like not being able to run a thousand fucking yards. Being able to run a thousand yards is a base level of meeting the criteria you accepted to be manifested as a human. Being able to retain certain motor and physical useful principles in the world at large, like tying off knots. Trust me, this is useful information. Go find some of your own if you don't believe me, but find some. It's all over the fucking place. And then maybe our standards of education won't be at such historic lows. All right. It's embarrassing what they have to do to get... All Education is embarrassing up and down now. There's nothing about it that's esteemable. Managing reputation is a big thing now. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's one of the reasons I don't want to get into stand-up because I know that it would mean becoming more and more available to social media. And I fucking won't do that. No way. I hate it. I don't care that everybody thinks it's benign. It's not. It's the end of you as an individual in all forms that matter. So, knowing that comedians are forced to play that game... Well, play on, but play on without me. Everything from M&M's to something, or go bank, to states like Nebraska are doing what they can to get in front of their reputation. Oh, yeah. Hang on, pause. So, reputations now become a corporate uh, um, uh, black hole. Um, I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I, these are old notes. I, I find all of this to be useless, worthless, nonsense pursuit of thought. So, those thoughts, I no longer am pursuing. Um, this is only going to get worse, that's true. Uh, has the 
has the something of curiosity hired an image management group? Has the blank of curiosity? Well, whatever. Again, thoughts I don't need to talk about anymore because I don't even care. Then the next day, week, you get that karmic reset when you distractedly walk right into a parking meter, exploding into a mess of scattered change. Okay, does happen, you're right. I would like you to put your hand up if you're if you've never made someone laugh. What? These are these are notes from these some of these notes are recent. I mean that one's not that one's old, but the other one is not old. I'm a I'm a what? Trapped in a what? Here. I'm a Fabergé egg trapped in a and then I left it blank. So I think we've had enough here. You swear you have those moments. Uh, this is the note at the very bottom of the page, by the way. So this is it. I'm, I, I, I know well no one's listening. So who am I even talking to? You, you swear. Oh, you. Oh, do you ever have those moments, days, when the dominant thought in your head is, I'm better than every other motherfucker I'm running into today. Uh, it ain't pretty to think it, but. Come on, man. Truth is truth. Okay, yeah, I have that day all the time. Reason in my life right now. A person? Okay. <clears throat> See why I want to throw this away? The um, least interesting but most uh, dominant thought in my head right now is how much that came of knowledge um, overlap, the base 12 math, syncs up with music. Even the fifths and twelfths. Because that's the discordant math outcome, and it's the discordant chord. It's like, whoa, what? 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 Because I believe that the universe began with sound. I mean, trust me, it did. I don't know why I know that. I don't know why that's right, but it did. Sound, sound started it. And then came everything else. And like I said, I'm not sure that the entire purpose of the universe isn't to create unique sounds. I'm not sure that that's not what it's here for. But I'm not sure of a lot of stuff. Like, uh, well, what's something I'm sure of? I'm sure of this. I made my mom love herself a little bit more today. And if that's all I get done today, well, this will have been one hell of a successful day.